Get your hands dirty with the Gardening Gang. Saturday mornings at 8 on Coast FM 963. Party time here at Coast FM. Well, actually, it's party time. It's also gardening time. Good morning. Thanks for joining us here. Coast FM with the... uh, Gangsters are back. Yes, the gangsters, Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy. It is the gardening gang for yet another day. And a very special one today because Sherilyn's having a happy birthday. Oh. Congratulations. We haven't forgotten. Oh, thank you. I checked your uh, record of uh, service here and there of your age. <laughs> and it said today, you're not quite ready for the pension card, though, Oh, are my you? goodness. You're I'm a long way off from seniors that. Card. No. She's not youngie. I'm a spring chicken. <laughs> spring chicken. Now, Sherilyn, I know it's uh, the theme today. It's all about, um, you know, chickens in the garden. Mm. And you're the best chicken town at the moment oh. with the gardening gang, so it's appropriate, that it particular is. theme. Mm-hmm. But I think before we start the show, the whole Central Coast would like to um, congratulate you on three years of producing the gardening gang, coming to Coast FM a little over three and a half years ago and making your mark. And such a sweet lady, such such a sweet lady oh, you have here. Thanks, So Pete. it deserves a little popping of the cork. Oh, does it? Oh my goodness! I'm t- I'm talking. This is oh my gosh! There's champagne. Are we allowed to have champagne in well, the studios I, I this early? This moment, I thought, oh, our station manager might be. We both finish up half snake. No. So I went uh, and popped into the, um, the the supermarket actually. Okay. And found some alcohol free. Oh, excellent. I was a bit worried. I have to drive now, when I leave no, here. You don't have to worry about driving because it's alcohol okay. free. Okay. All right. No more than perhaps 0.05 <laughs> of right. a drip or a drop you, or something you think like the, that. I'll, I'll say that if I get pulled over. I'll say, well, look, honestly, my co-host said it was alcohol-free offer. So do you think <laughs> that's okay? He'll, so he'll, the, he'll be totally on that? alcohol-free. Ha, totally okay. Uh, Point that away from me. you can't just go to a supermarket apart from... <laughs> no, uh, you can't. Uh, Aldi. With, they've got oh, they alcohol have alcohol. Free, if you're in America, they... Every, I'm actually I'm dodging here because Pete's. I don't think we're going to no, roll it all over the radio panel. But <laughs> Pete's aiming here. it all over the place okay. at the moment. All right, here we go. Oh, genuine pop of the cork there. I've never oh, tried alcohol free. And Mish Martin has been working <laughs> she, next door. She has. She's, she's joined us as well. And <laughs> I've got to say, that Mishy, would you like to try a little bit of alcohol free um, sparkling wine here? I would love to have Okay. Mish is working on the next program. This and she's is a good it. friend of the garden. Um, yes, yeah, she is. Mrs. So I'm just going to pour a little. <laughs> and it's my favourite alcohol free. Is that right? Is it? Oh, I've never had alcohol I'll pour free. I'm here for Sheldon because she's the birthday girl. Here we go. Girl today. Oh, thank you. And uh, we haven't forgotten you, sweetie. Oh. Yeah, they're very bubbly, aren't they? Oh, it's very bubbly. Okay, sure, you sure there's no alcohol for you, in sweetie? Yeah. Okay, thank you so much. Oh, well, here we go. Can you pass a glass to me, please, Mish? Oh, thank you. This is a party waiting to happen well, here. Well, it is, isn't it? We've we got such a big... We should have gone live on the uh, internet, but nevertheless... We should have done that. Thank you. Here. I feel very Kyle and Jackie O here this morning. <laughs> you know that? Well... <laughs> I feel like a I'm breakfast show. You. That's the difference. All right. Well, so, friends and neighbours, here we are holding a glass up to the beautiful Cheryl and Darcy Aww. having a birthday today. And she's uh, concluding a major decade in her life. Oh, let's not That's say which one say. it is. Oh, cheers, okay, there we go. Cheers, cheers, uh, cheers, cheers, cheers. Thank you. We're talking chickens today too, by yeah. the way. Oh, spring chickens. Yeah, we've got so spring chickens and chickens <laughs> compared to and me. Yeah, well, we are. Can we hear you say those words on the uh, mm. microphone? Oh, we're young chickens here today. We won't get our feathers ruffled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, thank you so much, uh, everybody go. at Coast and FM. Let's it's try the taste great. out here. It's I've never beautiful. tried this sparkling uh, non alcoholic It's really nice. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Um, All right. Interesting that Greg 
Oh, that's, that's the um, Henkel brand. Henkel. Henkel, Henkel right. champagne. Well, look, can I just say uh, this is a wonderful place to spend my birthday, uh, of course, firstly on the Central Coast and secondly at Coast FM. Love being here. See, we're all family here. I'm getting all teary-eyed. Thank you so much. It's what a wonderful way to kick off my birthday. Thank you. You're most welcome, my sweet. So we're now going to get you to get on the dance floor here at okay. Coast FM and dance. Right. Dance with the ladies. Dance. FM, Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy talking chickens today. Why? I don't know, Sherilyn, but no <laughs> doubt about it, you pick some amazing topics. I do. People like chickens, Pete. Oh, Clara has just come off the farm. <laughs> Clara, I call her Clara from Narara, but she lives nowhere near Narara. <laughs> and she's involved in the permaculture organisation here is. on the Central Coast and knows not just about flowers mm-hmm. and permaculture, but about our fine feathered friends. Yes. Hello, Clara. Hello. You sound, you sound like a little cackle. chicken then. Yeah. <laughs> 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 How many chickens have you got? I have seven chickos. Whoa, that's a lot of chickens. That's yeah. almost requiring council approval. Nope, not quite. Hmm. No, I'm allowed to have my seven. Thank you very much, Pete. And what is the maximum quantity required before you have to go and, you know, genuflect at the altar of the council? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, Central Coast Council, talk to your neighbours first because they don't want to get involved unless someone complains. Okay. So ah. best thing about dealing with the council, Pete, is don't deal with them. Deal with your neighbours. <laughs> have a chat to Good them. Plan. And then if you do think you're going to have an issue, then keep it under 10 is usually what most councils will recommend. Okay, that's a lot more than what I would have thought. It is. It's a decent number. And why do you keep chickens in the first place, Clara? Well, one of the reasons is I'm a vegetarian, so a big part of my protein intake is mushrooms, which I've been on here talking about before, and okay, I was, eggs. I was just about going, oh, and eggs. Okay, and so you still eat eggs. So I do around. really enjoy having nutritious eggs, and mm-hmm. I'm not eating anything that's come from a chicken farm, to be perfectly honest with you, Cheryl. No, I wouldn't. No, and if you've had a look at those farms, you'd probably be able to guess why. Those chickens are stocked very densely even in Mm. a free-range operation there's birds on top of birds they're not able to go out and forage their proper food which is things like worms and Mm -hmm. different greens from the garden but Mm -hmm. um, even if you're not a big foodie even if you're not an egg snob like I am you may just want them for company or to help you with your gardening because gardeners know that it's great to have birds around for fertiliser and yep. to pick off all the pests that are going to kill your tomatoes. They, yeah, they do like to eat all those. But yep. I'm worried about the uh, the condition of your garden after the birds attack it, after the uh, chickens attack it. My ladies would never attack Have you garden. trained them accordingly, I have you? I have. Ah. I've trained them with love. How did you do... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought there might be a secret in there. No. When you say you've trained them with love, Clara, give me a couple of tips about spreading the, the L-O-V-E among your... Chickens. Well, the first thing you want to do is make sure they're healthy, happy and healthy. So you want to have a nice solid coop. Coop and a run. Good coop, yep. That's okay. right. Good run. So mm-hmm. you've got to keep them safe from the foxes. You're not much of a chicken keeper if your birds keep getting nicked by birds, like yep. oh, no, no, foxes no. and dogs. So you've got to create a nice, clean, safe environment mm-hmm. for them with good ventilation, something that's going to protect them from the heat and protect them from the cold. And a good idea is to join the Central Coast Chicken Owners Group on Facebook. 
It's oh. a really big group and there's so many great ideas on there about how to keep your girls happy and entertained. But as a general rule of thumb, your chickens should have at least two metres squared to roam around. Two metres. That's, That's sizable. Right. Yeah, OK. Is that like per chicken? Or just... That's per chicken. OK. Yeah, right two right. metres squared per chicken. You want to get a couple of chickens because they're a social animal. I've heard that it's better to have an odd number than an even number because even numbers of chickens fight. Is this true or have you have you heard this? Uh no, I don't think that that is true. I okay, think even, odds yeah. and evens isn't irrelevant because there will be a pecking order that forms. There is a pecking order, yes. <laughs> so top girl sits at the top and unfortunately bottom girl sits at the bottom oh. regardless of, you know, how long the chain is. <laughs> so which sort of, in the breeds, which sort of chickens do you recommend for, say, beginners who think, well, I'm going to get my first lot of chooks? Oh, well, this is something that's a lot of fun to research before you actually get your chickens because mm-hmm. there are so many different breeds out there. And when you're looking through all the pictures on the internet, you're probably going to have one that, that calls out to you. Like yes. silkies are very popular. They're big, like fluffy, that. fluffy bit, chickens. Bit fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also got to think about, you know, what, what your area is like. So if you've only got a small backyard, it might be better to just go with a bantam. A small bird oh. is going to need less space. Yeah. You could even look into getting quails if you had a really, really small backyard. Right. So you're still going to get eggs. They're just going to be a little bit smaller. You need lot, but you probably need more birds because you need big, more eggs. That's how it would work well, out. Well, it depends it? on how many eggs you eat and what well, you're using true. them for. I have quails as well as chickens, and I find a quail egg is perfect for a cracker. Oh. <laughs> Put that on a cracker. So once you decide to get these chickens, whereabouts can we get our chickens on the Central Coast? Well, you want to make sure. So I personally go with the Australorp chicken for most of my most of my girls, and that's mm-hmm. because they're a really big, robust, strong chicken, and I've got all these bush turkeys and kookaburras mm-hmm. around. So I want a tough girl that's going to stand up for herself. Yeah, one at the top yeah. of the pecking order. That's yeah. right. Of course. Mm-hmm. I personally recommend Liz's heritage hens at Matcham. Oh, so okay. she's fantastic. I've gotten birds from her and she's always just provided a really good comprehensive service. You might pay a little bit more per bird, but if you're starting out, it's definitely worth paying that money mm. and getting set up by someone who really cares about the birds. Clara, any other tips you want to leave us with? Well, just like with any animal, it's a responsibility. So have a think about what you're going to do with that chicken once it gets sick. Because inevitably, if you've got a decent-sized flock, Mm -hmm. something will happen. Now, things like mites can be a problem, things like stomach problems, and they can also... Sometimes it takes a little while to work out that pecking order... And there can be some pretty nasty fights leading up oh, to that. Margie, Margie so have a plan about what you're going to do. One thing you're going to have to think about is if I have to isolate a chicken, where mm-hmm. can I safely isolate a chicken? Because as soon as a chicken is bleeding, that needs to be removed from the flock so mm-hmm. that they don't pick on that chicken because yes. they, they can be a little bit mean sometimes. Bitchy chickens. Yeah. Oh, it's a bit of a blood sport in there, isn't it? Yeah, unfortunately. And then the other thing is to think about if I do need a vet, what's a good avian vet? And there's lots of good avian vets on the Central Coast, but it's good to have that idea and a little bit of money set aside before you go down this journey, just like you put aside money for your coop and your food. Make sure you put aside a little bit of money for their health care as well. And when all else fails, there's the axe. Oh, please. <laughs> well, you're not invited to my backyard anymore, Thank Peeps. you, Clara. You and your axe are banned. <laughs> there oh. it is. That's our chicken wrap-up.
from yeah. Clara today on Coast <laughs> FM. Welcome. It's the gang. We do it all. Classic hits at Coast FM along with the gardening gang. That was the Hollies hit bound and... That was all about a wet day coming, Sherilyn, because we're in for a couple of wet days. Late this afternoon, tomorrow, Monday, the forecast is for moist. Not just moist. Not just moist. Downpours. Downpours. They're downpours. They're absolutely downpours. Maybe. So that's uh, what we need a bit of rain because it's a bit dry out there. Mm, It is. We're also today, uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors of the gardening gang, Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs, who have been with us for many years now. Thank you, Troops. Thank you. And they're at Wyoming, open all weekend. And also, Doormaster Security Doors and Windows. On. Coast FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy, it's the Gardening Gang today. And we're talking about keeping chickens as part of your uh, overall contribution to the world. Yes. Liesl Tesh, our local Gosford MP, mm-hmm. is also famous for keeping chickens in her garden. Good morning to you, Liesl. Good morning, Liesl. Good morning. Now, Liesl, I want to start off with a question. Uh, name all, the, all your favourite chickens. Is there Big Bertha, a little Harriet, or what? No, I, I have got, unfortunately, Women's World Cup 2023 died. I never. And I've also got Anzac Biscuit and Julia Gillard. So I've got two beautiful eyes of brown. Oh, I was going to say, I can't remember. Did I meet Julia? Is she red? <laughs> you, you, no, no. Julia's still alive. Women's World Cup just toppled over oh. with her feet in the air. Oh. One day when I was sitting there, she actually died in my arms. Oh, oh, Lisa, that sounds very sad. Oh, no. And when did the last egg arrive? <laughs> when did the last? Oh, Have I you kept the last egg? Every single day. <laughs> uh, not from not from Cup, but I do get an egg every day from Anzac Biscuit. <laughs> oh God, Anzac, so generous. Now, what's prompted you to put chickens in your garden, Lisa Tesh? I just thought it was time to get chickens. I thought I love eggs, and I was buying eggs every week, and I was buying free-range eggs. But I thought, why not just get my own chicken? And it was a bit of a COVID project building the chicken shed mm-hmm. um, in the yard. So it's like a delight, and I haven't been able to let go of my beautiful chickens ever since. Well, oh. uh, I've got to say that my wife was very, very upset about the neighbours putting chickens in, and she's very concerned about vermin. Uh, now, can we talk about some of the negatives? So we appreciate there's a lot of positive sides. Is there a negative at your place that you could like you could sort of warn us about? Well, yes, you can't really have a garden anymore if you've got free-range chickens. So mm-hmm. I've hit the wall not that long ago. I'm like, you chickens, you have to stay inside the fence. And I've got a small house which they could which they could stay in, but I couldn't let them stay in there. So I built this other enclosure mm-hmm. that they could live in. But I like the chickens roaming so much that I can't put them in the enclosure. And my chickens are actually quite clever. They can use the dog door every now and then too. So every now and then when I'm doing <laughs> yoga, there's a chicken walking across me. But I love those chickens. <laughs> so, so, so it's chickens or it's going to be it's your garden. Did you, gardening, so, yeah. so you, have you let the garden go, Lisa? I have. I've let the garden go. And now oh. I've got fenced chicken-proof areas where I've got my herbs and other things. And I've, oh. if I want to get something started, I've got to do... I've got to do a bit of good fencing around it, otherwise I'll dig it up. And I've also got now area under my clothesline, which used to be a lovely lawn area, mm. that I've now paved because the chickens... chickens the boss is Anzac Biscuit. She's the aggressive chicken who likes to dig a lot. And then my beautiful other one, Julia, she's just a lovely looking chicken that just goes about her own. 
Okay, so she's no, a glow of chicken, is she? <laughs> and so I also need to say that Anzac biscuit jumps onto my lap. So when I wheel out into the yard to take the dog for I've got a chicken that runs towards me and jumps on my lap. So, so I, I can see we've got the affectionate chicken and we've got the good-looking one, have we? And never the <laughs> twain well, shall meet. They're both, both good-looking chickens. <laughs> <laughs> well, Liesl, my wife is con- very concerned about uh, if there was chickens in the in, in or around the property, uh, it would draw these um, these mises to pieces, would draw nice. some vermin to oh. the, uh, to the it, food store. It is. It is. It's a tough one. I've got a grandfather chicken feeding contraption, mm. which comes and goes as as we get rats. So when the rats arrive, then I put the food into the grandfather chicken feeder, which means it's not out and about in the yard. The chickens have to stand on it and get the food out, mm. which actually does to decrease rats because okay. do arrive. Oh, okay, that's a good tip for uh, our mm. yes, listeners today. Yes, it is. Lisa, because uh, Cheryl didn't even think about that. I didn't. didn't well, I don't have... Think to, I, I have a boxer dog and they're very prey-driven. It's a horrible term, but they are boxers just... And they don't want to kill the chicken. They just love jumping. You know, they think, that's a great thing to play with. Oh, no, I broke the chicken. Hasn't happened. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, I just don't <laughs> want it to happen. That's all. Oh, no, I broke the chicken. <laughs> my... my Salty dog and the chickens sort of coexist. They don't get any of like unless one gets really close to salty and he'll have a bit of a snap at it, which oh. makes the chickens step back. But salty does let me know if there's rats around. That's my indicator. Oh, that's a good dog thing. Goes crazy. <laughs> Okay, well, Liesl, if uh, we can just sum up this conversation today, uh, would it be chickens one, Liesl three, or would it be you know, chickens two, Liesl ten, in terms of the outcome of the whole thing? I think Liesl's happiness is ten, but the chicken victory over the garden is a ten, so the garden victory is zero. All right. So it's a real challenge. If you want to keep your garden and also keep your lawn, you need to think about how you're going to manage the chickens before you actually get them. And all that There's a trade-off, Sherilyn. There we go, there we go. <laughs> We've been talking to the lovely Liesl Tesh today, MP for Gosford. Thank you, my sweet. Have Thanks, a lovely weekend. Liesl. Thank you very much. Liesl Tesh, they're one of our honorary garden gangers here this morning. She Coast sure FM. Is. Oh, chickens are out. No. FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy this morning. We're talking chickens on the Gardening Gang today. We are. We talked to Clara mm. from Narara around there. And uh, now it's also come to my attention mm. that certain community gardens are putting chickens in for whatever reason, Chevelyn. Probably eggs. So who's the expert to talk to there? Oh, we've got Nigel here from Baddo Bay Community Gardens with his chooks as well. Mate, Nigel. Was that a bad decision, Nigel? Um, well, to be honest, there was a lot of thought that went into it because we wanted to make sure that all of our members were on board. So mm-hmm. a few people suggested it and we, because we, we sort of work on a consensus, we sort of put it to vote and said, what does everyone reckon? And everyone said yes, which ah. was good. You don't mean change in the constitution, did it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, the benefits were, the, the, of course, the manure, and just to have the fun, to, fun animal to have in, you know, in the garden. We're hearing Bring a little bit of an ambience. Yeah. Uh, do you have problems with them jumping into the gardens and sort of helping themselves to everything there? So that was the drawback. Ah, um, right. So first of all, we acquired a, a house for them, a little mm-hmm. coop, which was an old cocky's cage, and we converted that. 
And the idea was to make it portable. Like a, you've probably heard of the terminology, a truck, truck tractor. I have, yes. So the idea was to lift them onto a garden bed and leave them there for about a week, let them scratch around, um, dig up all the weeds and fertilise the garden. So we started doing that and we used to let the chooks free range. So we just let them out. Mm -hmm. Um, But unfortunately we discovered that the, well, you, well, you lost a few, up. did you? <laughs> no, they were they were digging up all of our seedlings. Uh, um, it's a horror story, Nigel. It's not a horror story. It's just whose side are you on, Sharon? The chooks. Oh, okay, right, on, Nigel. <laughs> hey, whose side are you on, Nigel? The chooks or common sense? Well, it, it was we had to sort of make a compromise. We had to do a Reckon. bit of both. So. Yeah, we we really love the chooks, and we've got one of our members, Patricia. We called her the Chook Whisperer. Oh, because she'd come in, and the chooks would gravitate to her, and they'd be jumping on her, and she'd be patting them. And how did you sleep last night, girls? Were you warm enough? And did you have enough food and water? And... <laughs> now, Nigel, how far back did this all this uh, change of the constitution and decision making? <laughs> Was it like six months ago, twelve months ago? Have you had a whole year no, yet? A, well, we've actually had three and a half years. Oh, okay. Well, was that's a, a, was a fairly co- good run. Was this a COVID decision? I'm just a lot of people made decisions about introducing pets, animals, things like that. I mean, this radio lives. show hasn't been going three and a half years yet, has it? Yeah, it has. Oh, yeah. okay, right, right, okay. Um, no, we did it pre-COVID, so okay. it was probably a year before oh, COVID. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And we we had to modify things as we were going so we ended up because we wanted them to free range we decided that rather than sacrifice the garden beds because at the end of the day it is a garden (laughs) that's what we're there for that's right um we we made a little enclosure for them when i say little it's 10 meters by 10 meters and that's a whole house block fences up it is a whole house block (laughs) and we put up a um a nice temporary fence and they had their own little domain, and we were able to put um, house on a on a one of the garden plots, and that uh-huh. was theirs. And, and how yeah, many chickens do you have? How many chickens have you got there, Nigel? So we had we had three chooks, um, and we sourced them locally. So we wanted to be diverse, and rather than just have eyes of browns, we had one of each. We had a black one, a white one, a brown one. So we had an eyes of brown. A nostril, which is black, and a leghorn, which is white. Okay, that, now that so, was the start of the of the pen. Yeah. How many around today? Have you had any broods come through, mate? You have had any major uh, activity? You know, they're all hens, Pete. We, we, there's no roosters there. They, just... they can always sneak in. <laughs> hey, listen, yeah, you... you're, you're thinking of foghorn leghorn. Aren't yeah, you? maybe <laughs> I am. But, uh, the real question remains: How do you keep the foxes out of the hen house? So foxes is, aren't really a problem at our um, well. Pre- any predator, any predator. Yeah, we made our um, enclosure fox-proof, so we made sure that the we've got six foot high fences all around the perimeter. But we made sure that there was timber and pegged down around the perimeter. The reason I ask that question, Nigel, I know there are a lot of foxes around Bado Bay. Yep. It's a very foxy spot. (laughs) 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 
Oh, Nigel, God. you've been very helpful oh, today, and we've had a bit of fun today talking about the chickens yeah. at Bad Bay. Had. They're safe at the community garden, and uh, it's been That's it's been to fun you, talking to you, mate. Yeah, I just want to finish it off, Nigel. So, chickens at community yes. gardens, good idea. Yes, definitely. There we go. It's win for the yeah, chickens. He's biased. He's, he is. Coach <laughs> this is the gardening gang talking chooks today. Pete Little and Sheldon Darcy. It is the Gardening Gang. Every Saturday morning we get together, we talk about all kinds of stuff and we're being sponsored today by Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs at uh, Wyoming mm-hmm. and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows. Love those guys. Now let's also bring into uh, the program now the lovely mm-hmm. hot uh, the hot stuff from Narara Valley Nursery and it's not peppers, it's... <laughs> What's hot, Vicky? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, guys. And I have to say happy birthday, Sherilyn. Thank you. We're sharing a little champagne here today. We've got uh, the cheapest I could buy. (laughs) You've got to get there and sell those plates. Most finest French champagne today. And it's uh, just so (laughs) nice to have a bit of orange with it, too, here. Yes. Verve Clicquot. And for breakfast. And for breakfast. It's yeah, a nice pity breakfast. you couldn't come in and share the verve <laughs> right. with us, mate. I'll be there in a minute. Oh, why not? Mm. Join the celebration. Okay, now it's time to see what's uh, hot in the nursery world at the moment. Vicky. Okay, well, the Wildflower Meadow at Erina Heights have got lovely-looking native orchids, and if you go next door to Burbank at Erina Heights, you'll find massive, big and lush, white-out hardened burgers that are chockers full of white flowers. They look amazing. Chockers? You can get your... Sim- Chockers, <laughs> you can get your symphidium orchids at Lee Rowan's Garden World at Arimba. And Forest's Beach Garden Centre have got lots of flowering azaleas to cheer up a shady spot in the garden. It seems like early in the season. It's about, well, you're ahead of time normally. It's like not quite spring, but I suppose we're only three, spring, three, four weeks away, aren't we? Yesterday yeah. at the nursery was so busy. It was incredible. So I'm guessing today oh, okay. is going to follow suit and maybe be a little bit busy, mm-hmm. busier. Things are hopping, are they? They sure are. And this week, what's hot at Narara Valley Nursery is deciduous fruit trees. There's apples, apricots, nectarines, peaches, pears, plums, and all of the dwarf counterparts, such as Pinkerbell dwarf apple, the heavenly sweet dwarf angel peach, and dwarf fantasia nectarine, plus so much more. Doesn't that just sound delicious? Yum, eh, Vicky? Yeah. Yeah, it's very they, quick they, there, young lady. Mm. Yeah, if you have the space to grow them, I think it would be well worth it. Imagine growing your own apples and your own peaches, your own plums. That would be pretty amazing. Mm-mm. Yeah, no space for an orchard at our place. Now let's check out what's uh, on the negative side. What's uh, not so hot? Well, you might be able to get your tomatoes now because the weather has been so warm, but it doesn't mean you should buy them now. Seedlings should not be planted until the soil has begun to warm and all chance of frost has passed. So just be careful if you are buying them and possibly wait till spring has officially sprung to avoid disappointment. Yeah. A couple of weeks yet? Okay. Don't We're be an eager beaver. out for that. I love it. Okay. Now, in terms of the Coast FM gardening game, mm. we need to find out now Peter versus Vicky in the Coast FM quest. Is it a fact or is it a fib? Is it a fact I or fib, Vicky? Hmm? You ready, Pete? Yep, I'm ready. You listen well. Right, gumboots. Let's go there, all right? Gumboots were invented in the early 1800s by Arthur Wesley, the first Duke of Wellington, and that's why we call them Wellington Wellington Boots. boots. Now, that's correct, because I know you both would know that that's correct, but I've got this fascinating story about gumboots. 
Gumboot dancing is an expressive form of South African dance where the dancers perform in Wellington boots established with bells. Now, the reason this came about is because in the gold mines of South Africa, they banned conversation amongst the gold miners. So what they used to do, because there's a lot of water in gold mining, I'll just let you know, so that's why they wear Wellington boots. So they weren't allowed to talk. So what the miners did was they put bells on their gumboots and, and the ringing of, No, 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 no. They coded. No, they didn't sing. <laughs> oh, okay. The, the ringing of the bells was kind of like Morse code, uh, coded conversation so they could talk to each other and be like, yeah, it's pretty hot down here. Yeah, ring, ring, you got a hot bird tonight? Tinkle, ring, tinkle, ring, tinkle, ring. you know? Okay, yeah. so that's that's it. That's what they did. Uh, is that a fact or a fib? Oh, I thought uh, you were telling us something accurate there. No, uh, Vicky, have that's a my story. <laughs> this is about gumboot dancing, and they still do it to this day. They dance, but that's where it originated from. So they have these dances. You can see people in South Africa with gumboots on, with bells dancing. Okay, fact that's or how it fib? Started. Is that a fact or what do you is reckon? it a fib? <laughs> Come on, give me a few thoughts Well, there. you know I'm going to get it wrong anyway, but I think it's a load of Codswallop and I'm going to look in false. <laughs> right. I'll take the opposing view because that's, they're crazy people there. And I'm going to say that would be a substantially successful yes. Vicky, you're going to have to pull your gumboots up because Islacato <laughs> is a form of expressive dance in South Africa that started in the gold mines as a way to converse with each other. Well, that's a good gumboot story to me. <laughs> oh, there you that's go. a sad day for me again. It is. <laughs> have you had any Wellington boots lately? Yeah, that's it. Uh, and, no, and no, no. Your punishment is to go and study this and come and dance for my birthday. I want to see it. <laughs> Well done, Vicky. Thanks for joining us today. We'll catch you next week. Bye, Vicky. Thanks, guys. See On you later. the gardening gang. See ya. Get your hands dirty with the gardening gang. Saturday mornings at 8 on Coast FM 963. Here in the studio today, Sherilyn's having a birthday today. Well done, yes. Sherilyn. Expectations. You've made it to the top. I've made it. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> You're still looking young. Thank you. You wouldn't uh, kind of think Sherilyn would be on the verge of getting her seniors. No, card. I'm not. No, I'm think not. On the verge. Not today. Nowhere near Come it. Is yet. I'm over 21. That's all you need to know, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even know what it is. I've just been told she can't qualify yet for uh, the seniors' card. That's all right. So old that's enough to where vote. I'm sit. <laughs> and old enough to drive. Oh. Steve, the town crier's coming in here. Oh, yes. You know and he's ready to hear how we can get our hands dirty in the gardening gang today. Woo-hoo. Okay, Coasties, let's get ready. Time to get your hands dirty. But first, what's on for plant lovers? Now, I need to reprimand all of our listeners, particularly from our community initiatives. If you would like me to mention this on air on the fantastic Home with the Gardening Gang, your event, that is, or put it into the Coast Newspaper's gardening page, you need to write to me, all right? Gardening, coast at gmail.com. Pretty simple. And give me at least a week's notice and I will get it in the paper for you free of charge and mention it on the best gardening show on the coast, or one of them anyway. Right. That's out of the way, housekeeping. What is on next Saturday? Look at these great people. They sent me heaps of information. Creating a backyard frog habitat. It's on Saturday the 12th of August from 1.30pm. Sam Willis has a background in environmental science and education and she's the CEO of the Community Environment Network. We love them. And... 
She's going to present at the Australian Plant Society Central Coast Group's next meeting. They have that every month just about, where you'll be shown how to set up a frog-friendly garden habitat and how to identify different frog calls as well, so you find out which frogs they are. And they'll also you'll also learn how to monitor frogs by becoming a citizen scientist in this on the Central Coast. Frog pond friendly plants are also on sale. Now this is at the Australian Plant Society Central Coast meeting and it's on at Phillip House 21 Old Mount Penang Road Carryong and it's just a $3 entry. You get to experience this wonderful workshop and there's a lucky door prize as well and they always have these really big plants. I think we've already got the frogs here. Anyway, that's a, that's a big one. That's fantastic. The Central Coast Edible Garden Trail, I'll just be pumping that into you because I'm the proud patron of this wonderful initiative. They've got a new website. It looks amazing. It's got lots of information. So hop online, www.centralcoasteditablegardentrail.org.au. Get all the info there. In your garden, particularly if you're getting ready for the Central Coast Edible Garden Trail, Pete's just falling off his perch over there from the champagne, I think. Okay, you can plant culinary herbs, artichoke suckers, asparagus crowns, beetroot, broad beans, cabbages, carrots, cress, kohlrabi, lettuce, mustard, onions, parsnip, peas, potatoes, rhubarb crowns, silver beet, African marigolds, delphiniums, dianthus, English daisies can be popped in now, and also gypsophila, spider flowers, and status. It's like silence there. You were waiting for the wallflowers, weren't you? I was having a champagne, actually. Oh, I thought you were waiting for wallflowers. <laughs> wallflowers are in, in flower at the moment, Pete, so you'll have to wait for a while to put them back in. I feel uh, like a wallflower them. today. I'm Why? just uh, You've got a big celebration happening. I'm just doing more normal things today, oh, Shirley. My goodness, it's not about yes, you today. It's I about know, it's me. Not. It's your birthday. <laughs> oh, you, we all spoil you here at Coast <laughs> FM when it's your birthday. Okay. <laughs> no more. <laughs> Coast FM, quarter past nine with the gang. Post FM nine six three with Pete Little, Sherilyn Darcy this morning, and uh, I've got to tell you, Sherilyn, <laughs> about a little story last weekend. Oh, what happened? Driving down the freeway on Sunday afternoon with my bride after being up in the Hunter Valley, and this text comes through and says, "Is that you in front of me?" And the text came from. Doreen, you were out <laughs> and about me. in that the van me. last oh, yeah. weekend, you and your house. Oh, yeah. So so where were you over the weekend in your van? Uh, Port Stephens Way. Ah, yeah. nice. We, we like that area. We went to Patterson, which is up in, ah, the, in the highlands there. That's where there. you were coming from. That's oh, right. Nice. Very enjoyable. Doreen's here, and she is every Saturday morning talking about the markets on the central coast. I sure That's right. What's on today? Oh, okay, so today, the Erlong Fresh Food Markets have a new location, and they're being held at Broken Bay Scout Hall on Picnic Parade between 7 and 1. It's a new location for them and you'll find fresh fruit and veggies, eggs and deli items on sale. Terrigal Beach Markets are on today between 9 and 3. Support local makers, designers and musicians at the Esplanade on the foreshore of Terrigal Beach. Mangrove Mountain Markets being held today between 9 and 3. They specialise in homemade preserves, cakes, crafts and plants. And, Pete, also today, the Morissette showground markets are on between 8 and 1. The chickens. That's it. That's the poultry. The poultry yes, auction. Or the bird auction, you could even say. They have many stalls, which include things like artworks and books by local artists and crafts, food stalls and plants. 
So their poultry auction is on at the moment because it begins at nine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's a beauty every month. Okay, let's turn the page down and check out the markets for tomorrow, Tori. Okay, Lions Terrigal Car Boot Markets are on between 6.30 and 12. It's being held at the Terrigal Lagoon Reserve on the corner of Terrigal Drive and Willoughby Road. Great variety of goods on sale, both new and second-hand, including plants, books, DVDs, fashion and homewares. Tookley Lions Club markets are on near Coles Tookley between 8 and 1. Go along and browse through their stalls and grab a bargain or two. And Gosford City Farmers Markets is on tomorrow at the showground between 7 and 12. The stalls include local fruit and veggies, free-range eggs and grass-fed meat. There's also rustic breads and deli items, international foods and coffee. And to wrap it up, the Entrance Lions Club Charity Market is being held again tomorrow between 8.30 and 12.30. It's on in the Denning Street car park, so browse through their second-hand goods and specialty items. There you go, Doreen. So you're taking off in the van this weekend uh, today? No, no, a little bit of babysitting this weekend. <laughs> okay. A little Family bit more babysitting. <laughs> Coast FM, this is The Gardening Gang with Putin and Sherilyn. Thanks, Doreen. Catch you next week. Gardening Gang, right here from Coast FM. Now back to the classic hits. Coast FM, Pete Little, Cheryl and Darcy. The topic today in the gardening gang has been, you know, the, the, the art of keeping chickens. And I don't really have much of a opinion about this, but I was keen to talk to Paulie Mack, our Morning. resident chef. Morning, Good morning, Paulie. Paul. Thanks for coming in. My pleasure. You haven't bought a chicken. You always bring not something that in. I, not that I know. Paulie. No. Now, the know. question I'm going to raise today, now, Cheryl, and this is going to blow you away. Is it? Oh. What is actually in... A chicken nugget. Wow. <laughs> Not chicken. Been, I've been kind of you wow. know, giving these to the grandkids for yeah, years yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm thinking, will it destroy their uh, innards if I give them enough, too many? I know. I know. Oh, you know. What's well, it? I used to look well, after... Well, tell me about the makeup of a typical chicken nugget. I will. Okay. Um, it's 100% chicken. Really? Yeah, but hang on. What part uh, of the well, chicken? Yeah, that's right. So I uh, worked for a very big global fast food company that I can't mention who's yeah. n- who it is, but we went to the factory that produces the nuggets. Yeah. And the thing I took away from it was, yes, it is 100% chicken, <laughs> but it's questionable which parts. Is it free range, though? <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. Free that. range chicken nuggets, I think. Well, good on you. The thing that I learnt... Uh, and carry with me, and my kids remind me because every time they have chicken nuggets, which is very rare, I remind them of this fact that there are only five shapes of chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> and they're designed to make you think that they're endlessly shaped. They're different. They're all different. They're not. There's five. So and there's five chicken nugget mo- molds, I suppose. Yeah. And they are all either one of five. No, I don't even think it's the chicken pit. I think they cut all the nice bits off for, like, you know, chicken breasts that are sold in Woolies or somewhere, mm. and then chicken drumsticks might go off the KFC, and then whatever's left You're talking afterwards. About the yellows, the leftovers. I'm talking about the heads, the eyes, is, the there's guts. A, there's a process called oh. mechan- uh, mechanical reclamation where <laughs> basically, if you imagine a um, high powered hose. Yes, oh, it takes everything no. off. No, uh, I don't like know. A- I don't know if they use that, but that's, I've, that's okay. So it's stripped off the bone. Yep. And it's, so there's no bones in chicken nuggets. No, not a, no. No, they've got to be put back into the soil or something. But I whatever, don't think there's very much waste in that factory. Let me <laughs> put it like that. That's what I was worried about. Mm. Oh. There's not a great deal of waste there, Sheldon. But they make billions of them. There's probably more cost in the sauce that you dip into rather say. than the actual chicken. But why? Why my kids? Adore them. They are ticking the boxes for the brain receptors of salt and sugar. So the kids oh, love them okay. because they're getting that little buzz 
of do they fat. if they really wanted chicken nuggets i mean maybe i could just make my own and they'd be healthy nuggets or but i think that kids if, if i said to my kids Come on, we can have them at home. <laughs> They'd be like, no, no. <laughs> Knock it back. No, say, not, I'm not a bad nugget, I'm, no. I'm not, you know, I'm not Ronald. <laughs> Didn't you? I used to make McMummies. That's what I call Did it. You? Yeah, and I used to make hamburgers. <laughs> and I'd even put a little toy and everything there. And I'd go, oh, these are the... God, isn't that good? Oh, you know, and they were, well, my kids are in their 30s and they still remember McMummies. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, my kids talk about Sunday night Daddy Burgers. There you go. Daddy Burgers. We call it every Sunday night. I'd get out and make the Daddy Burgers, and they loved it. On one occasion, my son, when he was considering a food for his wedding, said, how about we do Daddy Burgers at the... <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> I said, you idiot. My kids are spoiled, I think. I think that we, we do so much testing, like recipe yeah. testing for people yeah. at home, yeah. that they get to see some stuff. We had this beautiful house in Avoca that we don't have anymore, but we, when we did a series of chef-led demonstrations with some of the best chefs in the country and, and in the world. And we had um, Tony Bilson, who stayed with us oh. for a week. Mm-hmm. And I've got a, this beautiful picture of Tony Bilson feeding my uh, daughter some pâté de foie gras, right? Oh, my goodness. And it's 150 <laughs> bucks a kilo, 12 years ago. Oh, my God. And I said to, I said to him uh, and his wife, I said, I don't know if Izzy's ever going to understand yeah. the... How big this moment is for me, <laughs> because this guy was the the guy that brought French food yes, to Australia. Yes, certainly well known. And yeah. I've still I've still got the picture, and I showed it to my little girl. And she's like, "Our oh, Uncle Tony," <laughs> and I was like, "You have no idea." Now, no idea. how would uh, Tony Wilson attack the issue of making? These uh, chicken nuggets. He certainly would he not would. be making the chicken nuggets. <laughs> That's what I thought. I, uh, any of my time with Tony. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sheldon, don't anything. even try. All right, Just I'm nip off. into Aldi or somewhere and get Shez's, the nuggets. Shez's nuggets are a no-go. All right. <laughs> Bit of fun today talking about chickens. <laughs> Thanks, Polly. Welcome, Ben. Good to see you. Bit, Start, of a, bit of a hoot today. Bit of a cackle, as they say. <laughs> Coast FM, this is the Gardening Gang with Pete and Sherilyn. Coast FM nine six three with Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy birthday girl today. <laughs> we can get plenty of satisfaction right here with the gardening, yes, can't we, we Cheryl? We can. There's a lot to be done this weekend because it's warming up. There are things to be done in the garden today, and uh-huh. we're going to be talking to. We'll tell the story about these guys. We're going to talk to uh-huh. in the uh, next half hour of the show because this is a very interesting story. It certainly is. Farm Boys is a heartwarming six part mini doco series that you can watch for free online and it follows two surfing farmers or Aussie boys down at the uh, Great Australian Bite. It's an amazing story. The first episode dropped on uh, August the 3rd as they say online and it drops weekly. We talked to Heath and we had a bit of a laugh as well this week. That's coming up real soon right here at Coast FM on The Gardening Gang. Coast FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy on the radio this morning mm-hmm. and we've got a celebrity guest. Oh, my gosh, who is it? Yeah, it's a farm guy. Oh, oh. They call him a farm boy. Okay. He's also a surfer boy. <laughs> so how do we come across this guy? Well, a brand new series of uh, clips or documentaries mm-hmm. about to hit the online. Okay. And Heath, uh, Heath at Josky. Is joining us now. Heath, one of the stars. Ah, a surfing farmer, you say? A surfing farmer. Heath, good morning to you. Welcome to the gardening gang. Hi, Heath. 
Uh, thanks for having us, Pete and Sherilyn. It's, yeah, awesome to be chatting with you guys. Now, mate, I describe you as a modern-day bloody hippie. <laughs> <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen a couple of your uh, series, only brief ones, but mm-hmm. I've seen a couple, and I get the view that you're into recycling, uh, kind of uh, the nature is what it's all about, looking after your chickens and going surfing when you've got nothing else to do. Well, you've pretty well nailed it in one, Pete. That's me, the modern-day hippie. Yeah. I'm probably actually more of an old and old-school hippie. I'm probably belong a few decades prior to where I am now, but I definitely uh, live those, try and live those values, and that was the way I was raised in a pretty alternate family. And um, you know, we grew up just with a fire combustion oven for our hot water and our cooking and our heating for the first you know 14 years of my life, and lived a very basic upbringing with you know plenty of beautiful fresh fruit and veggies off the property and and yeah and that's what I'm trying to do over here on the west coast of the Air Peninsula with my young families now is to for them to be able to enjoy that fresh beautiful produce off the land and and enjoy that connection to our our property and the country that we live on so, Heath, you're from uh, initially from the Nambucca Valley. Uh-huh. That is such a nice, lush sort of area. So, Heath, it must be very different to garden where you were brought up to where you are now. The the landscape's about as different as you can get to. The Nambucca Valley is super lush, you know, mm. really fertile soil. There's lots of rain. It's quite hilly country. Where I am now is, you know, it's pretty flat. It's really dry. The... the uh, Extremes in climate are extreme. Hot, dry summers mm-hmm. and then really cold, a um, little bit wet winters. So, And where's the best surfing, mate? Where's the, yeah. where's the best surfing, Nambucca or where you are now? Yeah, definitely Nambucca. That's way better. <laughs> He's making a lot of sacrifices, I've got to tell you, to realise his dream. Is it working out for you, Heath? I mean, you've got this uh, TV series all about how you've developed the uh, property and and, and, the, and putting up with those kind of wilderness conditions. So how yeah. many years has well, it been now? How many years have you been over there in South Australia? Oh, I've been living over here for 10 years, but yeah. we've been on the property for six years. Mm. And I guess part of what I'm passionate about is you know, us being able to grow food in no matter what, where, where you are on the mm-hmm. continent, no matter the conditions that you're in. But being able to make it work, you know, we've, I can't rely on the food bowls of the north coast of New South Wales supplying us with fresh food over here. We've got incredible growing opportunities in our own right. They're just different. You know, we can grow Mediterranean fruits and, and the vegetables grow incredibly too if you can keep the moisture up to them. And so, Heath, how do you make it work in such a dry, arid area? Bloody hard work. Well... <laughs> I don't have to go to the gym because I just work in the garden all the time, so that keeps me fit. But it's all about creating the microclimate, um, little nooks to block out the wind and, and um, you know, a bit of shade cloth over your veggie patch through summer goes a long way. And, and then it's about building the biology in the soil. So I've, I've become, you know, passionate about making my own compost and um, we've got four different worm farms that all our grey water goes through to be filtered and come out the other end as this rich worm juice that goes straight onto our veggie patches and our fruit trees. And then just being a bit patient. Being a bit patient. Now, talking about patience, mm-hmm. no doubt you're not doing all this all by yourself. How did you find a partner 
in life <laughs> to go with you on this? Was she a very trusting individual? And, um, yeah, she <laughs> That's is. rare. Yeah. But she, uh, she, she manages the succulent and cactus patch, which it takes a lot less work and water than what I'm trying to do. But she, she backs me completely on, on what we're trying to do on the farm. And, you know, when it comes time to butcher poultry or to clip duck's wings or, you know, jobs like that, she's always over there backing me up. Mm-hmm. That's a she fine could, range she, of yeah. skills you got there, mate. You- there's a lot going on. I'm trying to figure out where does the surfing come into this because this documentary series... When they get a, yeah, well, a break on the weekend. And when they get a break. So the documentary series, just walk me through it a little bit. So yeah. it's hardcore surfing and gardening. Just walk me through how That's, that goes together. So, yeah, yeah. like I, I love my surfing. It's a huge part of my life. And if I if I go all week without getting in the water, I start to get pretty bit annoying. Of, and my wife, yeah. just, my wife just says, go surfing, there. get out of the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Can we ask a question? Uh, this is big on the audience would like to know. When do your uh, series drop onto the uh, internet? When when are they available to view? I believe they've they dropped today or even last night. So the, the first okay. one's just come out and that's called Junk Wizards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's about myself and Addie Jones, who Addie is the real junk wizard. He's just incredible at turning waste into functional art, as he calls it. And... If you go to patagonia.com.au slash farmboys, you'll be able to check out the first episode in the series and then every week for the next six weeks we'll be dropping a new episode. And it's totally free of charge to uh, jump online. There's no no paywall there. Hmm? No, totally free, mate. It's all about permaculture and uh, you're certainly a fine example there, Heath. Heath Josky. One of the farm boys. Yes, his brand he new is. show. You can go to patagonia.com.au. Forward slash farm boys. Nothing. Lovely to talk to you thanks, and good Heath. luck to you, my friend. Good luck. Yeah, thanks, guys. Happy growing. There's Heath, one of our honorary gangsters. Oh, he garden is. gangsters this morning. He deserves it, doesn't he? He does. You're right at home with the gardening gang, Coast FM 963. Coast FM, Pete Little and Sheridan Darcy on this Saturday morning. We're talking uh, real estate now, Sheridan. Mm. We've got the uh, guru of the real estate set. Uh, you know, we've got Lachlan McDonald here from Ray White McDonald Partners. Mm. Morning, mate. Morning, Lachlan. Morning. You know, Lachlan, I've got a question for you. I don't think we've touched on this before in all the years we've been talking with you. In the event that you were looking for a bit of a bargain, supposing you're heading out in the, uh, you know, the, the buying a house for the first time or maybe the second time, and you're attracted to the price of a renovator's delight. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know that, Cheryl. Yeah, I know that You've lingo. So, Rockland, what, what are your thoughts? Is it worth the trouble taking on a renovator's delight? Sharon, would you take it on? Uh, I don't, look, I don't <laughs> want to live without my bathroom ever. What, are you, what, are you, what have you found in the, in the business, uh, Lachlan? Well, guys, uh, it's always worth the trouble in a financial sense. You know, you, if you can add value to a property... Um, certainly, you know, you, you're going to do very well, especially if it's a property that is your principal place of residence, obviously, for, for tax free. free, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so, you know, there's definitely upside there. I think what it all comes down to is uh, how much you are willing to put up with. And I think that, um, you know, if you're not someone who is either in a trade themselves or has friends or family who are uh, and maybe, you know, has not embarked on this sort of thing before, you may be surprised to find out just how much inconvenience uh, it could cause you and, and also uh, how long it could take too. You know, that's that's one of the key things these days is that 
you know, you're not talking about a short period of time with waiting for materials, you know, and then um, delays and, and, and whatnot throughout the process. Sometimes your life can be, you know, turned upside down for quite some time. Mate, absolutely, because if it rains for a couple of weeks, then, boy, oh, boy, that is not an enjoyable experience. I mean, if, if you, like, windows have been removed or a bit of a few tiles are missing... And you'd need to have a fairly, uh, I think too, Sherilyn, a fairly understanding partner who might have that pioneering spirit. You might have to have a very good relationship, I think. <laughs> you know, I think a very Wouldn't good work one. With my wife. Cracks, <laughs> if there's cracks in the house and there's cracks in the relationship, I think it's all going to come, come asunder. <laughs> well, funny you mention that, guys. I think, you know, uh, kids and pets certainly throw another spanner in the works. Mm-hmm. Um I think, uh, you know, little ones running around and having to worry about what they are or aren't oh, touching, yeah. especially if there's exposed bits and pieces. Yeah, it's nails on the floor. Uh, you know, we've, even pets, you know, I know we're, we're getting some, uh, you know, a few, few bits and pieces done at the moment and, um, you know, just having to stop the dog trying to eat the bits of concrete that have been chipped up, you know. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> is a hard enough, dog, is a hard enough uh, job as it is. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. pets and kids certainly throw another spanner in the works if you've got to sort of wrangle them uh, all in the midst of having, you know, building materials in parts of the house, you know, sort of um, in a, in, in a um, half-constructed state. So, yeah, it really depends on, I think, your tolerance for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then also the situation is as to whether or not the financial benefit or the potential financial benefit outweighs uh, perhaps the inconvenience and the disruption to your lifestyle over an extended period. Hmm. You know, at the end of the day, real estate's a long-term investment. That's how I'd see it. It's a, a long-term investment. So being, you know, so putting up with the inconvenience of uh, a, a reno job for, right. say, 12, even for 12 months, okay. that will pay you back heavily over the years. Well, hopefully. It may save you another $100,000, maybe even more these days, okay. on your mortgage. And that's what it's all about. Well, you got to look the long term. Or am I? I've been. I mean, I've been through it. I've been through this situation years ago. Whether I'd go through it again today is another question. And it's quite interesting, Pete. I think that more and more these days, you're finding people looking for turnkey properties, mm. not wanting to do the work. But those that do are definitely rewarded. And and it can be more than just a hundred thousand dollars. It can be the difference between you know, um, having a very comfortable retirement or, you know, perhaps not if oh. you do this a couple of times in your in your lifetime, you know, because it gives you the capacity if you were to renovate a property, create value from, you know, nothing, you're creating mm-hmm. that value um, and then do that two or three times over the course of your, your working life, you, mm. you may actually pay down your mortgage um, significantly oh, quicker. I wouldn't, do it, so. I wouldn't do it a few times, mate. Once is enough. <laughs> well, it, depends how, it depends how young you start flipping. Well, That's I wasn't it. happy living in a caravan for six months. Oh, gosh, no. That wouldn't be good. That but, I mean, it good. tested the, res- the relationship, oh, totally. I must say. Uh, but that was before we had kids. Mm. It was I one of know. the first house we bought. We had to do major renos mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we ultimately sold the house at a very, very nice profit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought maybe, maybe and, but that was the pioneering period. We're talking right, back in right. the 70s. I mean, yeah, ki- um, yeah, yeah. You know, even, yeah, but I mean, these days people don't quite have the same uh, tolerance, I don't think, for um, disadvantage. Everybody wants it and they, <laughs> they want, want it yesterday. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they, they certainly do. But I think the other thing too is... Um, 
you know, the the price at which you're needing to buy into is so high mm. that it, it does also make it difficult to do a complete renovation. So what you'll find is people are looking going, well, we can't afford to pay people to do all of this. So it's not just a matter of having the inconvenience while somebody does the work. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a matter of doing it in stages mm. because of the, the how expensive it is to buy a mm. renovator's delight property now. Um, so, you, yeah, you're looking at going, okay, well, it's not like we're going to have to deal with six months of inconvenience. We could be living in the property for 10 years and the whole time we're there, we're constantly doing things oh, to it um, over time. And that's what a lot of people do. So those sorts of things, I think, I would say, in my opinion, you know, the the, uh, the end result probably outweighs the disruption. But if you can, you know, you're able to buy a property and, and in a, a reasonable time frame, renovate it, um, then I think definitely you're adding value and it's worth the uh, worth the disruption. Worth that. Now, Sheldon, I've also heard the worst people to do a renovation is a builder. Oh. <laughs> Those poor builder's wives. Oh, I'll tell you stories. Oh, okay, I get it. Hey, Lachlan, thanks for your time this morning. Always great to talk to you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Lachlan. Lachlan McDonald from Ray White McDonald Partners with the Property Report here at Coast FM and the gang. At Bristol.